0: Welcome to a very special episode of the Football Shirt Pod uh, as we celebrate the 25th anniversary of one of the great tournaments, Euro 96. Uh, I'm really pleased to be joined by not one, but three guests today um, as we look back on uh, a very special summer of football. First up, we have Jonathan Mercer slash Merce, who is (laughs) a esteemed goalkeeper for uh, Red Star Hackney. Have I made Red, <Sall> Hamilton. Red Star Homerton. Red sorry, apologies. <laughs> Bad error there to start. Uh, and also uh, uh, owner of two of uh, East London's finest pubs, the plough and that's what is that? the Prince the Arthur. Prince, the Prince Arthur, of course, sorry. I'm also joined by uh Louis MacNess. I, if yeah, I pronounce Macness, your son, MacNess it, yeah. right close enough. Very sorry, apologies. Very rare. Very rare. Both names get pronounced correctly. So okay, I'm delighted with one. Fifty percent. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. Great. Um, who is uh, a great friend of Colt Kids and also uh, from the charity Calm as well, um, working on lots of football projects too. And finally, uh, last but not least, David Jones, um, one of the uh, co-founders of Colt Kids and also one of the most uh, miserable bastards you could ever <laughs> meet. Um, thank you, thank you for all for joining. For joining us today. Sorry, David, that was really unfair. Um,
1: no, thank but you all for, accurate. Yeah, but <laughs> accurate. Fair but accurate, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, we thought we really wanted to talk about Euro '96 6 because uh, I think is it the 8th of June is the 25th anniversary of the first game, which was obviously England versus Switzerland, and we thought we really ought to sort of talk about it and, and mark this moment, uh, a kind of significant tournament culturally as well as... Um, kind of the backdrop of uh, Core Britannia and and Britpop and uh, a kind of changing of the guard politically too but I don't know if we'll get into that or not. Anyway let's start off with what happened before the tournament. So before a ball was even kicked well perhaps actually before a ball was kicked in anger anyway England incredibly uh, I'm going to start talking about England initially incredibly go to Hong Kong which you know not a footballing hotbed that I'm familiar with anyway uh, and you know fairly unsurprisingly all hell breaks loose um guys can you remember this because i can and i can remember the absolute carnage that came from that what now would seem to be a slightly ill advised trip to to hong kong and the free pass that the players seemed to get as well after uh i think a couple of friendlies that they, they that they played in um do you remember this because it was it was mayhem
2: i do remember it but i was only 12 but i do definitely remember the papers um like the sun and the daily mirror the sun in particular in true sun style, basically just going after the 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 top stars. Um the the headline I think was like something like Disgrace Fall or something like that. And yeah. um and it was like it was mainly focused at Gaza, really. Because yeah. they were just desperate for him to fuck up and, you know
0: T- I mean, to Be, be fair, Gaza
2: basically, which to- was you
0: know. To be fair, he, he did sort of do that, though, didn't he? I mean, it was a strange, he did, he did strange, a strange decision to go to Hong Kong, though, I thought, in the first place.
2: He, he got absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Um, obviously, the famed dentist chair. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, I, I'm not sure if he was the player that was also involved with the smashing up on the plane, it did the damage on the plane on the way home as well, yeah. there was that. But he was, um, I think, the, the main culprits were him sharing him and I can't remember the third person, but apparently the t- three main culprits. Whoever took the photo. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. In I that mean...
1: photo, though, there's some real rogues, like Steve Howie kicking around in the back, which Steve I've never Howie. heard anyone get any wow. stick. Yeah. Um, which is unbelievable that he is A, in the England squad, and B, <laughs> in the bar in Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Is, I think that he's so... Me and Merce actually, we've got May birthdays, but I think Gascoigne's was like either that week, I think he turns 28 or 29. Yeah. So there's obviously that sense of why, why have we gone? Like, yeah? You know, what's the point in that? You know, the, the, the next tournament isn't there. And he's obviously looked at it and thought, I'm definitely going to have it off for my birthday. And from rich shirts <laughs> to whatever else. And yeah. it's just that, and you have that perfect storm of, Obviously, retrospectively, why have we done it? Yeah. But at the time, I mean, I remember being 29, and it was really boss. The whole trip's on the company, so yeah, we're they did.
2: They, they, and that's the thing; it was it was a fully FA, you know, sanctioned trip. And I think yeah. from what I've read, it was the idea was that it being there, it was so far away that the press probably wouldn't care about it too much, and anything that did go on would kind of go under the radar. And obviously, the complete opposite happened. And, um, yeah, it was just, it just seemed to be absolute chaos.
0: Yeah, and it kind of brought the players together a bit, didn't it? Because, you know, they got such a, such a kicking in the press. And I think those things can kind of actually have an effect of bringing, bringing the, the squad together, which is, it seemed to be the case, I think, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think certainly yeah. when they've spoken kind of more recently, I think that was uh, what they sort of said, really.
1: Well, one of the things that they sort of speak back through is that unity, and especially... If you think back at a series of events or a timeline of it, they go on a big night out, get absolutely Mm. wasted. Then they've got to fly home. They decide to trash the Cathay Pacific flight, which, (laughs) okay, you've done one, then you do the next. And the unity thing is, okay, we've we've cost this airline £10,000, right? (laughs) We're all going to pay this together. I always remember reading Gary Neville talk about that. Him and Phil Neville were 19 and on no money at all. Yeah. Yeah and they have to chip in to fix this plane. <laughs> yeah. And they're like the most professional players in the squad and are skint for the entirety of Euro 96 because they've had to lay out to help yeah, fix a plane that yeah. unnamed players have absolutely smashed up. It's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> yeah. And Gary's already on 10 caps as well because sometimes yeah. I think back around the memories and like he hangs that one up against sort of Scotland and whatnot. But like you said, he's, he's already not a senior player, but like 10 caps, like at the moment, Saka's on one or two the other night. There's a few lads that are obviously Sam Johnsons and whatnot, but like he's he's relatively established at a time where we haven't played a competitive game for a couple of years. So obviously, Venables got them all together, and it's like the team mentality. And There's varying ages. Shearer obviously hasn't scored for ages, which becomes like a thing. And yeah. I, suppose, I think Robbie Fowler's 21, and people and again the media are talking about it. So they're obviously thinking, right, this is time, team time. But going that far across the world too—it's yeah. <laughs> a home tournament, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck fuck yeah. off down to Scarborough for a couple of nights. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, it's an it's an interesting because obviously they hadn't um they hadn't had to qualify for the tournament as hosts so they hadn't mm. had that kind of real challenge going into it and then they go uh, and they had the, the what was the, the umbro trophy or something they played didn't they the greatest yeah. tournament of all yeah. time the second the, the, to La Tournoi. yeah yeah,
1: yeah. The
0: yeah exactly yeah. umbro cup that was it yeah that was it and i can't remember how we got was, was brazil in that
2: yeah we brazil, brazil japan sweden
0: sweden yeah i remember the sweden one because i remember we drew it at ellen road yeah
2: there was um, all the there's the amazing yeah. shirts um uh, Ronaldo wearing Ronaldo the
0: England England shirt. Wearing, yeah, because Graham, yeah, Graham scores. Sco- score. yeah, yeah. scores that unbelievable goal, doesn't he? Um, yeah, but yeah, so and then they, they yeah. jet, off to, jet off to Hong Kong, which is a strange one. Um, and uh, yeah, what can go wrong? Well, obviously it does, but I, I guess um, I guess though that that kind of um, you know that togetherness was a big a big factor, but also it was quite an interesting period in in English football, particularly uh, around the mid nineties, where. Wenger, I guess, Wenger joined Arsenal by that point, or was he about to join Arsenal? It was, it was around that time anyway, but it was that sort of revolution in terms of how players looked after themselves, it was still quite it was still quite old school, really, wasn't it? Like, I can remember at the time thinking, that's not a massive deal, I know they've gone and got plastered, but it's not a big deal, there's still like a week or two before the tournament, but actually, that, we were sort of at a kind of a watershed moment, really, in the sense that, you know, the game was going to change, kind of forever after this point as as we had that kind of foreign influence but it didn't feel that much like that at the time I didn't think well just to touch what Mer said about picking the Neville brothers out like Gary Neville now whether
3: it's you know some of the sky shows or whatever he does he talks a lot about a couple of teams coming close whether it's Arsenal or a Liverpool side they're probably still you know uh on, on the high from the, the decades before but he genuinely says when we cut out certain things and the ale was definitely one of them that's what gave us our chance from yeah. if you want to look at it as like whatever Fergie time was the 80 90 minutes onwards yeah so you like you said you're just at that I don't know, crossroads of team bevies as well as like building but actually the team that was about to set the rest of the night is on fire has cut out yeah you know getting on the ale like that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, so they yeah. must have been young lads that have been told by their new you know messiah to just cut it out and that's yeah. how you're going to go
2: forward yeah. then
3: go into an england setup that's just like right sit in that, <laughs> yeah sit in that chair Because <laughs> yeah. you know, it,
2: it was it, the, the squad itself as well um like the final the final man squad for the tournament is a real mixture of that old guard mm-hmm. and the yeah. really young players yeah. coming in so you've got this kind of back of the bus mentality yeah. Still really existing with the senior players like, like Pierce. If you think about, you know, he's getting on a bit then. Um, was, he a, was he a boozer, Pierce? Um, I think he was in and amongst it. Not is a he? massive Probably. boozer. Yeah. I mean, not yeah. to maybe Gazza and Southgate levels, but he was very much a case of, like, you know, getting involved and we're all one team. So
3: Well, Adams is definitely in the side, isn't he, And Yeah. And again, not to go back to sort of what I do, but he's been a brilliant proponent of the calm stuff these days, you know, looking back and obviously you know, starting his clinics and stuff, but there's, there's an absolute reality of some of the big, big personalities. Because a little bit like maybe 10 years later, there's a lot of captains in that team. There's a lot of big, big, big personalities. Mm. Yeah. And of course, again, even, like, I don't know, when I go watch Mercy's team, you know, the bigger, name, bigger voices do still have a, a, an influence, and even at, at that level it does. And, yeah. uh, and, and like you said, back-of-the-bus mentality is absolutely bang on, whether it's whatever you're eating and whatnot. You know, you'd, yeah. you'd, wanna be, you'd, wanna, you'd want Tony Adams to love you, <laughs> he, yeah. Inevitably, yeah, like a lot of them. You know, that would that would involve um, you know the extracurricular activities,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, definitely.
3: And Steve, he famously
1: kicks the booze at the end of the tournament, doesn't he? That's so when he it, takes himself to the prior it, at the end of Euro '96. Yeah, it, was it? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's interesting. Steve Howe is a great shot. I completely forgot because he made yeah. the final. He made the squad, didn't he? He was in the, him. Uh, yeah. Steve Stone. Steve Stone. Rob Lee. Oh. Do you know what uh, Steve Stone? I remember when Bombay, I was at, yeah. when I was at university, we for some reason we drove to Nottingham. And we went to Hooters and Steve, St- Steve, Steve, yeah. Stone- Steve Stone was judging a bikini contest in there. So I was like, how did you get on? Did you, yeah. did you win? Yeah. <laughs> but some, yeah, some real ra- random sort of like old school players in there that, that, you know, didn't really feature too much in the tournament, I, of course. I think Howie makes the photo, actually, sort really? of famously. I don't, I don't know yeah. how many
3: minutes he gets, but he's in the, uh, yeah. yeah, he's in the, in the sort of yeah, it's like Howie,
0: time like Howie
2: and Steve at Manor and- yeah, Stevie Mac eight. looks
1: great in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Steve Stone, if you remember, sort of, they used to play all those friendly games because they had no qualifiers. Yeah. And I can remember him going on about four or five games for England where he was amazing, and he scores yeah. a wonder goal against Portugal. Yeah. Is it yeah. Portugal yeah, that yeah. Yeah. he scores against? It? It is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. He
3: does. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and, and, and alongside that, it was. It was. It was thinking about it recently, and and obviously there's. We right at the beginning of the tournament, but Steve Stone was the sub. So you know, going through the tournament, you know, obviously whatever the back fours, back threes, whatever we do, red Knapp's playing. But Steve Stone was absolutely the the sort
0: of the go to man. Yeah, yeah. Throughout. Yeah, definitely. And and let's talk about Gascoigne a little bit as well, because um, mm. obviously there's there's that, that um, really sort of poignant moment, Italia '90, when. Uh, I think it's before penalties or after penalties in the semi final. You see Robson going and talking to Gascon, and he's like, "You've been brilliant. You know this is your first, but you, there'll, be, there'll be loads more." And obviously, you know, uh, tragically there, there were no more World Cups. But obviously, this was so this was his kind of moment, I guess, not having qualified for Euro for USA ninety four, um, and obviously he must have been injured at Euro ninety two, I think, must, wasn't he? Um, but anyway, um, and so this was sort of his moment, and and I just wondered sort of what what you kind of made of it, really, because he was. I guess he was kind of classic Gascoigne in in many respects frustrating at times but also mm. uh, you know for 10 or 15 minutes the best player in well the Europe in Europe or the world potentially um, well that's yeah, the thing
1: when uh, sorry Dave go on no no go on well when you like when ITV sort of replayed this last year all the England games and so on you look at him in 96 and you're right he gives the ball away constantly <laughs> he f- his tackling is horrendous (laughs) but everyone cheers when he does a bad tackle which is insane yeah but i think if you look up to 96 he's gone back to scotland the year before so he's moved back to rangers or he's moved to rangers yeah he's got a goal every two games up there he's 28 29 so he's he's 35 caps so he's an experienced member of the squad at that point and in the, when you watch it in the tournament, he still plays like he is a 19-year-old at Italian 90, just yeah. giving the ball away constantly, running. But his set piece delivery is incredible, mm. yeah. And he's got that moment of genius, so he's almost allowed to get away with it, yeah. And because he's got Paul Ince there next to him, who does 2 mans running,
2: yeah. I think I think a lot of it, a lot of it with Gascoigne definitely goes down to um, Ltel and his management, like he, in the, I mean, we've probably all seen the same documentaries a million times, but Terry Venables is like praised for his management in the same way that um, um, Robson was as well, mm-hmm. um, for for his managing specifically of Gaza. In that, if you got Gaza looking up to you like a father figure, you kind of you you could tame him, so to speak. But they respected him enough to allow him to kind of do the showboating, and like you said, you, you take the good take the good with the bad type thing. But he, in the same way that he did with Alan Shearer, like I didn't realize Alan Shearer had gone like twenty-one months or something daft like that, not scoring for England. And and there's, there's, it's well documented that um, Venables had pulled him to one side like three weeks before the tournament and said, "You're in," before any other player knew. That's that's pretty mad. Like you wouldn't, would you get that now with a striker that you know hadn't scored for England? But we're still getting picked, you know. That just wouldn't happen, I don't think. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's
3: but it's funny, Davey. Sorry, just to go on that. Like, with respect to what would happen now, because I think my reflection on Gaza is we still compare the new electric talents to yeah, Gaza. So definitely. if you think about that's what we're doing twenty five years down the line. I mean, they yeah. were definitely doing it then. But whether you're Foden, whether you're Grealish, or anyone else, it's always whether it's the new Gaza, however you want to look at it. And 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 so if yeah. that's how we think now, at the time they must have been looking at it. And I think maybe similarly until we had a Harry Kane. You know, obviously we've had very, very different strikers at like Heskey, Owen, you know, over time and obviously sharing and stick to r- suck around for a bit. And obviously Kane can do lots of things like a modern footballer can, but that you, you would always say I'd have a Shearer up top. And if that's maybe Kane's best quality, but with the Gazza thing is whether you got it then in 1990 or even in 2021, we still compare our best new prodigious talents to the new Gaza, whether that's right or wrong or it's, or it's headline yeah. stuff mm. like yeah. that's still got that influence 25 years later. Yeah. It's a great
2: And uh, I think with Gaza is that he was just such a breath of fresh air when he, when he obviously broke into the England squad in Italian 90. I mean, I was too young at the time to really remember that, um, as a football fan, but for Euro 96, like he was the player. Like yeah. he just, if he, if, If you know if something you kind of had had your heart in your mouth if something if he went down and wasn't getting up because he was so strong on the ball you know his arms were out elbows everywhere like you just couldn't get him off it Um, but yeah you're right mess awful at tackling. It's t- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrible. horrendous.
0: Yeah, and there's some love. There's some lovely stories about Gascoigne and Venables about how he thought he was going to be dropped and how he yeah. you know, he basically yeah. went to Venables' room, I think, didn't he, in tears, just saying, "Please, please, don't drop me." He's like, yeah. oh, "Don't worry, don't worry, I'm not going to drop you." As you say, Davey, he's very Venables. Obviously, very good at, at kind of man management and looking after players like that, I suppose. Um, and there's some lovely stories about um, obviously when he he go off fishing with Seaman, wouldn't he? The two of them would, would bugger yeah. off like, like yeah, before the semi
3: final, I think it was. Which <laughs> what, what, he had that thing of, of having to be like entertained, like even in 1990 as a story. Where I think yeah. a Very tired, Bobby Robson comes down to a tennis court and goes, "What the <laughs> fuck it. are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can like imagine three, it in the three most, morning or something, was it? Right, in the most broad northeast accent. But he has <laughs> to be entertained. You could go yeah. years later when a Darren Bent might talk about what are the DVDs Capello stuff. But you actually yeah. had someone, and we've probably all got mates like it. It's just he was the best with playing football. But people that can't sit still, they have to be entertained.
0: Yeah. And he just yeah. had this precocious talent that yeah. just also happened to be a, a kid for life you that, know? that Italian 90s story still blows my mind the night yeah. before the World Cup semi-final he's playing yeah. tennis with some American tourists who, I don't think he even I said, knew, yeah. knew who he was did they no they didn't he nearly drowns
1: <clears throat> he nearly yeah. drowns on the trip as well like Doug Ellis oh. has to g- like after getting out the, the Italian coast, sea. Like, that, story, like that.
0: It, that story is extraordinary. I only, I only read that about a year ago. It's inc- yeah, that, there's so many different weird aspects to it, aren't there? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, um, I guess if we thinking about Euro '96 um, slightly as a, a kind of cultural back, backdrop as well, it was like came at a really in, kind of interesting period. Obviously, um. Uh, politically and culturally um, kind of in music as well and and it felt like, a bit like everything kind of fused together for those few weeks of that tournament when all of those kind of disparate parts sort of came together um, and I'm not really sure what my question is here other than it was, it was just it was a really it was an interesting period isn't it? looking back it was just a really really interesting time whether whatever you think about the tournament the quality of the tournament which I think we'll come to in a minute but um, It was just, it it was sort of more than just a football tournament, I
2: guess. It was, it was a really hot summer for one, which I think at the time probably people weren't expecting. Mm. Um, Again, I I was about 12, almost 13, I think at the time, but I do remember it was particularly around the music side of things. Because of the nature of the summer, like, you just had pretty much either Oasis or Blur, like blaring out of people's windows pretty much the whole time and it was you know obviously it's been christened um called britannia now but it very much was that i think really in terms of the fashion and music culture that coexisted. But and i think they just added to it really it's worth as well like david like
3: it's also like i think Wannabe comes out later on and now looking at I don't know, us talking. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm not saying That's, like I don't know where's um, it first okay. album Spice goes, is it? But my point is even the idea of something like girl power, that sense of it's it's not just this football tournament in the UK that like largely tends to empower like fellas and whatnot but this whole thing was it was a british whole thing so everybody sort mm. of had a voice all of a sudden know, obviously later the next year everything's happened but whether it was i don't know Firestarter came out of something spaceman and whatnot but yeah. this idea that it wasn't just you know three lions and like you said blur versus oasis all of a sudden i don't know like young girls have got a voice or whatever so everyone in the playgrounds got something to shout about obviously for us it is football but like there was we there was a lot of representation all of a sudden in public in uh, you know in, in pop culture which was i don't know felt like i don't know It was the first one of our generation where it definitely happened in that sense
1: it's just if you look at that music side of it and obviously we will obviously chat about three lines because it's huge but that knocks gina g who are just a little bit off number one right which is (laughs) Is, is the eurovision which is the eurovision entrance (laughs) like probably our most one of our most famous eurovision entries yeah it gets knocked off by the fujis killing me softly
0: right like, wow, <laughs> and then
1: obviously you've got all the Oasis stuff, the Blur stuff, the Lightning Seeds, which is their only first number one. Yeah, it's their first; it's an only ever number one. Um, it's just a huge, huge time in the country, and like you said, the politically, yeah. I can remember being at Downing Street when Tony Blair gets in the following year in '97 because we'd been to watch Saint Saint Helen's rugby at Wembley. You I was going to say, the St, the, St.
3: Helens, the St. Helens accent came in there, didn't it? With yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, for any St. Helens listeners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so we went, we, it was the same weekend that, that he got voted in, that the challenge wow. the Final was, wow. And just seeing that change of sort of the great Tories of, from when was it, 77, 79 that they came in and yeah. that change. And Blair quotes the, what, 17 years of her and all yeah, this sort of yeah, stuff. So yeah, it, has a, right. it has a real impact on the country. Yeah, yeah in everything this tournament yeah. from the song to the grounds that get redeveloped the change in the psyche of football yeah. if you think the early 90s 80s hooliganism still massive we've been shipped for 92 94 mm. um, and this really really kicks it on
3: and to just to touch on that like thinking about it because not just like, thinking about this and it's always a fascinating about the 90s that's in the uk but like even looking at the kits for example like that croatia Czech kit. Oh, yeah. It's only existed. It's the first tournament they wear it, basically. Yeah. So 92 is is it eight teams and goes to 16. And what? That's right. Yeah. So you're actually, you've got little pockets in the Czech Republic not being Czechoslovakia, even the Portuguese, do, I don't know, joining the EU slightly boring. But the point is, there's a lot of countries actually having a bit of a fucking renaissance. Yeah. And that's quite yeah. an important thing. And this Czech kit that we associate ubiquitously with every tournament, yeah. it's the first time you've seen it. And whether yeah. it's Lotto wearing it and you know making it and whatnot, it's it's a you know had, we're having our time and from the Suka Gold to anything else, you know these are really important times for a lot of countries as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lotto are huge in this tournament.
3: Hey, yeah, it's, it's, it's that great. Yeah, half yes. the reason I'm wearing this kit and it's, it's my favourite kit. So again, very bad for a podcast, but I'm, I'm in the Italian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> with, with the with the Nike tick that they didn't have at the time, but the, yeah. the Italy kit is the only Nike kit in the tournament. Is that right? It is. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Wow. So not only not, Nike? Yeah, yeah, Nike Nike is 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 relatively new to football at this point. Yeah. I think it, yeah. Arsenal, were the only well, no, that's mm. not true. Sunderland were the first Sunland. English yeah. club to have a Nike kit. Yeah, yeah. But Arsenal were the ones to, to be the first Premier League club. I believe. I might be wrong. Well, I think but, you're right. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah. I mean, you're coming off the back of the the, the lightning stripes, the lightning repeat um, yeah. shirts yeah. of Arsenal. And yeah, when. I, that Italia kit was so unbelievably popular because everyone wanted to wear Nike. What was It the was deal? less so about Italy.
0: What was the deal with the the, the swish the, the missing swish on the shirt? I've never quite I've never quite got to the bottom of it. Why was what, it on
2: the, why, on the on the on um,
0: the Yeah, why was it not why was it not there?
2: Something to do with the Italian Federation and the the rights and agreements to it being shown. It, it was the same with door in Italian right. um. as well. There's no, no Diodora mark, but it is a okay. Diodora shirt. Okay. Um, but no it's mad
1: because when you see Sacchi um, on the Italian bench, he is like Mr. Club Shop. He's Pulis. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> he's he's Pulis before Pulis, isn't he? Yeah. It? he
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> absolutely drenched in
1: it. It Lither. looks fantastic. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: We, Mass, um, you mentioned the, the the stadiums there and and the grounds and and the kind of impact there as well. It was it's quite interesting. when You look back at the grounds that were picked as well because they would never be chosen today, would mm. they? You know, yeah. I mean, Ellen Road obviously leads back in the Premier League, but still would never be picked. The City Ground, Hillsborough. Um, I'm just, I, I'm Villa Park. It. Villa Park is another one. Yeah. yeah. St really James's. Attractive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're all really apart from Wembley, and I'm trying to think what the other would have been, but it was principally sort of northwest or Midlands or northwest, weren't there? Nothing in like obviously southwest, no big clubs down there, I guess, or the or the east. Um, but just quite interesting, like how you know, we, if you use that as a sort of marker about how the games mm. changed in the last 25 years, you know, stadiums have just uh, been transformed. There's genuine rules about that. I mean, lots of those, if you think about those grounds, they're in like residential areas.
3: And I know that, I don't know, however close you want to be or away from football, whether it's the working class gaming and whatnot, but like people lived where these fucking stadiums were. Yeah. And I do genuinely believe, I think there's rules at the moment with UEFA. So wherever you want to have a final and whatnot, you have to have an enormous space around the ground for, really? you know, Sonys, Adidas to have have their time. So it's just before that. And if you are having a home tournament, if it's, I mean, not quite like, uh, who did, um, I mean, it was whoever played that team you'll know merseyside merce this year where they've got it they had left their numbers on the fence just in case it went over the oh uh, it, it, it was a was, was uh, like, marine was it wasn't it actually? was it, yeah. it was marine spurs
1: was- oh yeah it's yeah, obviously
3: yeah, yeah. not quite that but yeah. you you know, that walking from your gaff to the ground was a genuine thing, which has been taken away from rules, but it's our last home tournament and it's, you know, it, it, it is in people's backyards, which obviously adds to this, you know, it's a very British thing, but a very, like you know, old school feeling. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, definitely. Um, right, so, so the, the tournament kicks off. <clears throat> England start against Switzerland at Wembley um, on the 8th of June, 1996. <clears throat> and it's fair to say that the game is quite shit it's dreadful let's be honest it's, it's a pretty it appalling dreadful. game Shearer incredibly scores uh, having not scored for so long by the way Shearer I remember Ipswich I'm an Ipswich fan Ipswich played Blackburn in the FA Cup we were in Division 1 then what is league, the championship now <clears throat> um, I think this uh, in the, this kind of January before the tournament starts and all the Ipswich fans are going to share shit like you'll never score for England. I, I can really remember that going to the tournament thinking, guys, it's a, it's a bit rich, you know. We actually did knock, we, we did knock him out of the FA Cup, by the way. But, um, uh, yeah, so he goes into this tournament. He hasn't he hasn't scored for much, literally, I mean, is it a year? Is it more than a year? I can't even yeah, remember. Yeah, Dave, did you say 21
2: months? 21 months he that, hadn't it, scored for England, yeah. That
0: long, which is extraordinary. And then he obviously scores, you know, fairly early on in the game. But then after that, it's a pretty poor football match isn't it
2: yeah they uh, got they in got the game really
0: that, that, that was the game really I remember that they really needed to win, to, win to, to, to kind of set the set the tone and obviously Scotland you never know and then Holland is a difficult game
2: Gascoyne Brandon Grassy, he's a little
0: run finds Shearer finds Ince Darren Arrington's outside of him oh, it comes through now and it's the goal for Alan Shearer
3: It's been a long time coming for him, but it's all sweetness now.
1: England ahead. Alan Shearer, the scorer.
2: Yeah, the they, um, the tone afterwards was almost tantamount to as if we'd lost, because there was this looking ahead that the pressure would then be confidence-wise would be on against Scotland. Yeah. Um, and then, as you said, looking ahead to Holland. Holland are a great team. Yeah. Um, at that time, but yeah, it was a dreadful game. Even, even I remember watching it. I went to a school where I went to boarding school, and it was rugby, so I was very much in the minority. And I thought you were going to me- say you went to
3: a Swiss boarding school. <laughs> no, no,
2: no. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> there might have been some Swiss people there. I don't know, but yeah. the um, and it was I. I remember being like so excited about the start of it, and very much being in minority, like me and maybe a few other people, and we managed like make sure that we had the television in what was known as like the day room in the boarding house. And I couldn't wait. And I'd never been so depressed after it. And this is, was, as like a 12-year-old, thinking, this is going to be over before it started. And Yeah. really wanted to make sure I could watch it. And like I said, beyond sheer scoring, that was kind of like the only bit of hope, really, because the rest of it was just crap. There's so many missed passes. There's just the general play, even from the Swiss, isn't great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Even even the and presumably pe- sorry Josh, I was just thinking presumably after what we discussed
3: with Hong Kong, there was a lot of fucking pressure as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's huge. They effed F- it. At least we will yeah. beat the Swiss and it's sound. Yeah. So yeah. after a one all, you're having a look at it thinking, well, we've you know we've we've not we've not covered enough ground. Yeah. Not, the pa- you know. yeah. The
2: the paper definitely alluded to the fact that well the preparation is has created that that was the assumption basically.
1: Yeah.
2: So yeah. But it, I think
1: it, little, it I think it sets a tone, especially with the penalty they concede England's defending in the tournament is horrendous like throughout <laughs> the whole thing and you look back at it and you go god we're really shit like that's a terrible <laughs> penalty to give away
0: such a bad penalty there should be two penalties
1: in the Spain game yeah there's another penalty in the Scotland game we're yeah. really bad at defending
0: <laughs> it's true I mean it's yeah it is so true I mean I was going to come comment this later but um I actually don't think England play well Really, until the Germany game, actually, and, yeah. and to be fair, Germany were a team in decline by that point. And I know, yeah. I know, everyone talks about the Holland game, but I can remember watching that, thinking, "This is actually pretty even." And I, I was looking, I was looking at the stats earlier, and they had more shots than us and more corners than us. And I know that's, you know, that's a fairly kind of rudimental analysis of a football match, but still, I do remember the game, thinking we'd taken our chances and they sort of haven't. Mm.
2: Um, I do think, I do think. Um, in pretty much every England game, the difference was literally Seaman. Yeah. Because he, he pulls off some massive yeah. saves in pretty much every game. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's, you know, like you said about the, the England defence, you know, as much as I love the likes of Pearce and, and Adams, you know, Seaman was pretty much their saviour. Yeah. Um, especially in the Scotland game, like, claws it out. Yeah. And I think Holland didn't hit Holland hit the post. Um, and against spain uh, as well he's he's oh.
1: unbelievable against spain beside, even beside the penalties yeah he's yeah, really yeah. good
0: yeah. yeah yeah no it was it wasn't it wasn't great um so we so we move on to uh to scotland as we've just described um which was a, a kind of interesting game really because i can't really remember that much about the scottish team i guess you know they, they had the kind of household names that we were f- sort of familiar with obviously the 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 kind of subtext with gascoigne being at rangers at the time and there's uh, you know a, a kind of intrigue there as well but it was a, again a shocking first half wasn't it and England were piss poor obviously the game changes with red with Redknapp coming on um, and yeah um, Pearce came off didn't he yeah, yeah. yeah
2: Pierce was brought off but he moved from a uh 4 to yeah. a 3 hmm. a 3 at the back which which massively helped Yeah, um, but yeah first half was dire like yeah. boring crap um, which given it being a derby it was you know it was again a bit depressing but um yeah i, I think i to be honest with you, i think the, the opening games i mean i would definitely sums up the whole of england's tournament really which is basically they rode their luck and it mm. and naturally went there didn't go their way by the end of it but um uh, again seaman it mm. claws yeah. claws it out of the back post um then you've got the massive penalty save against yeah. i mean it's not a great penalty i know but um it's still a, it's still a big big moment and then Thanks, Uri Geller. I like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. gas like going. What is it? Two minutes later. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. It's literally two it? minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's literally well, look, two every, minutes later.
3: Every Scotsman of an age will tell you that. And obviously he scores against holland as well i think he scores against the swiss but everyone will tell you that mccoy should have been on these pens yeah at the same time i mean he's a league he's a league winner five years ago like mcallister's he's definitely got the gravitas and, and, the, and the right to take it yeah just like you said with respect to uh to Yuri Gell and not but the point is in three minutes whoever
0: yeah
3: we don't play well again in, at, until the germans that three minute moment which is amazing like again uh, things turn around when it's fucking it, Istanbul was all those moments, or even what's that Leicester-Watford game, you know, when things turn around that quickly. Yeah. But it's one save. Presumably they get a corner after that, um, but you don't see that in the new highlights, but we must defend the corner, get a free kick back, and then Gaza scores an absolutely extraordinary goal. Yeah. But the whole mood of, of a 22-man squad, and not to go too deep on it, but mm. a whole fucking nation then completely loses their head because mm. it's one penalty loss compared to one of the goals that gets repeated all the time. Yeah. And the whole thing goes off doesn't it
0: yeah yeah i, I remember when he stood up McAllister stands up to take the penalty thinking mm. we have fucked this we, we're not going to qualify in our own home yeah. nations tournament yeah. we're gonna we're, we're gonna blow this because we've got to try and beat holland at the end of this and that's not an easy uh, an easy kind of task to overcome
1: and that for david seaman there i don't know if any of you had the goalie kits from that tournament i had the lollipop one as a kid yeah. Um, which bobbled really badly and I swapped I, my mum contacted Umbro and we swapped it out for the yellow one that's a different story um, did, she
2: write, did she write to them?
1: yeah she wrote to she them. them yeah the yeah, and then, yeah. I was going to say yeah, I had nice. an incident with Kellogg's that year as well which she wrote to well, that's a different again that's for another podcast um,
3: she sent an email on her Amstrad <laughs> she's not happy, but, not
0: happy with the Kellogg's bowl
1: not happy with that yeah. but he must be fucking roasting in that kit
3: Oh, like yeah. it was yeah. it
1: was. they were so hot and he does that and then obviously Gazza is wearing Teddy Sheringham's boots which are a size and a half too big for him is that- and manages to do that is that yeah. true? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he forgets his Why? boots you're kidding me leaves them in the hotel and then he's asked to borrow Teddy Sheringham's because they're both sponsored by Adidas no I
0: didn't yeah. know Fuck. that That's and he manages so- to do that <laughs> he's, and they're a size and a half too big for him yeah fucking brilliant oh my god yeah, that, really I, I love I love though about this tournament and I guess it's part of you know the the stuff that went on in Hong Kong before how amateur it all is how amateur <laughs> it is that Gascoigne's going fishing with David Seaman and, and they're all having cheeky drinks in Ince's hotel room and stuff I love that like it still feels like quite authentic doesn't it it feels like I yeah. could probably be part of that
2: yeah, there's, there's, def- <laughs> there's definitely a touch of the pub team vibe yeah exactly
0: there, I exactly no I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely all for that so, um, so Holland we've sort of mentioned but you know uh It was a sort of classic of the genre at that time, the Holland infighting. That was the thing, wasn't it? They all sort of hated each other or there were sort of factions in the group who disliked each other. And that was probably best seen at Euro 96 when they had a really talented group of players, but they just sort of imploded.
2: Yeah, it was a bit of an odd situation really because I don't... I mean, I personally don't remember there being a huge amount of reporting going on around it at the time. All of a sudden, it all came out, obviously, when Davids just upped and left um rightly so, I think he was he was um a racist remark, or he led as a racist remark was thrown his way and yeah. um, as part of him falling out um so you know fair play to him to mm. fucking it off really mm. um but i don't I don't remember I remember it all coming out in a one and and almost being like what's going on and then obviously we we were playing them type thing um but even then they were still they were still that big team that. Um, again from what I've read and watched um, about the the time looking back at it retrospectively is that Venables had the players watching um, clips of Holland endlessly over anyone else it was constant um, games on on Holland and individual players and how to play against them so whilst you know, we can say, yeah, the games were even. I do think England were actually as well prepared for that as they possibly could be, which probably got them over the line for it. And it was simply a case of they took all their chances and and Holland didn't. Um, But yeah, so another one for El Tell, really. Love the (laughs) man.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, we saw how good that team, because it was a a sort of the end of an era, Mm. really, I guess, with kind of Hullet and... Uh, Van Basten, a few years previous, uh, uh, it was, it was kind of changing the guard, really. And you had a new kind of, you know, Burkamps and Davids and others who were obviously hugely talented. It was, th- it was that team starting to emerge, and we saw how good they were two years later. When they were really unlucky not to get to the World Cup final and could potentially have won it as well.
1: It's um, with that Dutch team at the time, if you think about the journey that they would have come on at club level, that Ajax team's almost at the end of its time. You've got um, yeah. Sadolf's already gone to Sampdoria, which again we could do forty-five minutes on him on him in that <laughs> Sampdoria kit, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got Riser and David who both go to Milan within yeah. two years. You've, they're they're sort of breaking up. Cliver does he go to Milan or to Barcelona? He goes to Milan first, doesn't he? Um, I uh, think
2: Milan. Milan, think Milan.
1: Yeah. First. Yeah, yeah. So they're sort of having their breakup, and I know David's raise, raises issues with Danny Blind, doesn't he? who has been his captain at Ajax and so. at holland as well so um yeah heading had no fucking chance of managing that situation either did he
3: it's a time of young people as well that obviously you know it's not necessarily bosman or years before everyone's entitled to their contract but it's definitely if we even talk about nike of italy like it's not necessarily with agents but it's definitely people knowing their value and, you know, if you are part of that young Ajax team and then so what, I think the Italians at the time start to change slightly between how many international players they've got and you start to bring people in. And it's quite an interesting thing personality wise. And again, David, you, you know, you very delicately and correctly discussed it, which was there's also at the very root of it. Um, you know, there, there, there are there are issues and stories that, you know, mm-hmm. white players are sat on one table and black players yeah, are at yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And those, you know, those, those things are a thing at a time. Um, where again like we spoke about music or things in the UK you know um, and, and young people maybe having a bit more of a voice and, and mm. clearly being the fulcrum of that Ajax that scene
0: yeah absolutely the, uh, is it looking kind of elsewhere in the tournament there were um, is this, uh, you know we talked about England perhaps not being as great as, as some people maybe remember them you know 25 years on actually you look back at the tournament it wasn't a fantastic tournament in terms of the quality of the football there weren't a lot of goals um, a lot of negative football there was the introduction of the golden goal as well which actually yeah, had a, yeah. had the sort of opposite yeah. effect of what it was intended to do um, and there were a lot there were, there were probably a lot of players uh, a bit like we talked about with the Dutch team were either great players coming to the end of their career or the sort of next generation not quite establishing themselves I'm thinking there's a Dan in France for, for example you know he was sort of you know, within the in the squad but and in the team, but not quite at the level we, we would sort of see him at two years later. But I guess the 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 sort of exception to that was the Czechs who came from nowhere, sixty six to one outsiders to win the tournament at the start. Um they get beat in the group stage by Germany, I think. Um yeah. and then they kind of keep going. And I, thought, I can't remember if they beat now, they beat Portugal, didn't they? And
1: they did they portugal to... in the quarters portugal. yeah in the group the stage goal, yeah the popowski chip yeah yeah of course in yeah, the yeah. group stage they are nearly out because they draw with russia 3-3 and score in like 2 minutes left but yeah, they beat that's... italy yes that's yeah. right which is the big the three, one italy are in there aren't they and the
0: 3-3 yeah. the, big, the best game in the tournament yeah no one yeah. thought would be very good um, and, and somehow get to all the way to the final and Poborski obviously gets a move to Man United on the back of it but they were yeah, they were, yeah something else really weren't they they were like I would not know I, I mean how how was this their first tournament as the Czech Republic
1: yeah
2: it was yeah
1: they'd been 93 I think at 91 or 93 they become the Czech Republic
2: yeah
0: yeah and Poborski is the, the one of the standout stars and as you said Lewis the goal uh, against Portugal which is
3: yeah I mean it uh, We've not necessarily spelt my name out, but the the, uh, <laughs> the, the intonation on the sh at the end, I, I could be Louis or Lewis, but uh, yeah. yeah, half half Portuguese. It's quite an interesting one, as it uh, we, you know my family, well the English side moved to like Christmas ninety five, so Euro ninety six has this big big thing, which is me, it's what making pals and whatnot. But there is also still that affection of always keeping an eye on yeah. on uh, on Portuguese stuff yeah. um, or how they're getting on. And it was yeah, you, you throw yourself into England because you go to a school and whatnot, but you, you can't help have a look at it and. Firstly, kit wise, um, Olympic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's very, very odd. The, uh, <laughs> it's uh, massive. Yeah, my old man. It, it looks is huge. huge. Yeah. So, my, my, my story for this, I've got very few notes, but the, <laughs> but the bit I've been thinking about loads was my old man. So, folks split up. We moved to England. Always got a good relationship. We're back to Portugal. And I've got a, a Benfica Moza shirt. So, this enormous, larger than life Brazilian. And later down the years, we've had Louis Zounds and all of this. But I've actually got a player's shirt but I'm not a very tall man at the best of times, but this thing is, you know, short sleeves down to the wrists and whatnot. But the one yeah. thing I can't work out is I've never fucking seen the brand Olympique if you're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Almost, most of the list is Olympic. It's like, what the fuck is this? They've got really odd, like there's it, it an O that's slightly off kilter. Yeah. That's just, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah. There's like no symmetry to it's it. It's really, but, uh,
2: that, that kit is so hard to get hold of now. Dave,
3: impossible. But yeah. do you remember what went before?
2: No. Is the Adidas
3: numbers. Oh, with the yeah. treasure, right, yeah. Right, oh, with yeah. the treasure. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah, with this yeah, collar yeah. almost. Yeah. So the Portuguese yeah. do all the, they start of the golden generation. You've got Figo with long hair playing against Roberto Carlos at the end of whatever World Cup. Yeah. Amazing, amazing that kit. And then just after, you know, the loads of heat starts coming into Portuguese players and whatnot, and it's Nike. But there's this three, two, three year period where Olympique, as I said, the Portuguese <laughs> yeah. pronounce it,
0: which
3: is fucking weird. <laughs> but they had, the, but the, But if you like, I mean, I suppose I remember the tournament. But wouldn't be as switched on as I am now to under twenties. I think Portugal beat Spain the other night, and yeah, they're playing Germany tomorrow in the under twenty ones Euros and whatnot. But it was that real golden generation, yeah, and as much as they've ended up in lots of semi finals, finals, obviously won the Euros you know five years ago. Yeah. The Czechs sort of still their thunder in a little way, yeah. um, and Poborski actually ends up at Benfica, and they absolutely adore him later on down the line after really? after Man United. But that was sort of their their chance to kick on. But this, uh, yeah, this team that very few of us knew, and again, Smits is in that side, Burger's yeah. in that side. Yeah. side. Nedved's in, in it. In Nedved, Nedved. This right. is
2: this is this is the tournament that Nedved has like just explodes onto the scene, mm. and he has his oh, chance no.
3: in 2004 because I think the Czechs, yeah. the Czechs play Greece in the semi-final in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So Nedved sort yeah. of, you know, this is eight years down the line, but yeah, Nedved, European you know, Ballon d'Or winner and whatnot. But this is exactly it. They've got yeah. all those players, yeah. and it's kind of one of those things where all oh, right, United and Liverpool have gone after people and it's weird to think these days it's like where's this new country come from like I understand the collapse of the Yugoslavia (laughs) surely you know who these characters are like unbelievable and whatnot.
0: it's a really good point because it did feel like the sort of in the 90s um, that it felt like managers, Premier League managers, were watching big tournaments and going, he looks good, I'll buy him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Was yeah. it that, do you think it was that it's like rudimental kind Robotsky of scouting like that. back then? Well, United really take, felt
1: like that. Yeah, yeah, United, that summer take him and Cruyff, because Cruyff scores a goal yeah. for the for the Dutch in the first That's game. Right, yeah. Liverpool yeah. ended up That's with Berger. Good.
3: Yeah. And Schmidt. And Schmidt
1: later good. on as well.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We did the same thing in, 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 in the turn of the
2: century. In
1: 2002. 2002.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The idea, the idea that 96 is an isolation, we've looked at Senegal and gone, oh, they're beating the French. Like, right? let's have loads of those players. Yeah, yeah. I know. So it's mad that that's still... A, it's, that's not new.
1: No, no. It, who's, it's, that it's crap, look- who's that craps French striker from 98 who plays uh, all the games?
0: Yeah. Oh, do, do you play
1: for Yeah, no, of, not Doughery. No,
0: no, the one who went to Newcastle? Yeah.
1: So another... What was of- his
0: name? What was his name? He was absolutely shy, wasn't he? <laughs> and
1: it, it's the exact same thing of he... I don't yeah. think he scores in the whole tournament but still gets a move to Newcastle afterwards and then does nothing in that when he's there. That's right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly it. So who are we looking at for North Macedonia this summer? <laughs> 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 um, we we, t- we talked about the music earlier. Obviously Three Lions being the kind of uh, you know, uh, an iconic became an iconic song. Um it's not as good as World in Motion, let's be honest, but nope. but it's still it's still decent, isn't it? And it's still good. And and again, yeah. we were sort of talking about that sort of how everything culturally musically and, and politically aligned during that summer and that, that that song was it was it was the perfect song for that tournament wasn't it in terms of who wrote it who was involved in it it just was the perfect song i think
2: yeah definitely i mean um i've, I've got it on cassette tape still <laughs> i went i went and re i went and re another one of my uh pointless ebay buys okay. and uh <laughs> and uh yeah in, in the in the original sleeve and everything but yeah and it wasn't. It wasn't liked. I mean, shout out to quickly Kevin f- for their podcast on Euro '96, and they obviously getting to speak to the likes of Anton and stuff. Apparently, the club, like the players, didn't. They really fought against having to appear in the video, and they were just like, oh, you know, do we really have to do this type of thing? And and so it who's wasn't, in it, Dave? Because... The whole team. They basically came down to the training ground um, uh, during, to the England squad and got them mm. to kind of film bits
0: for it i don't think they're all in it though are they i thought they had so in the main bit some.
2: yeah so if, so for the main one shearers in it right um Isn't robbie Fallon, adams robbie steve Bell, stone again i think so. steve,
1: steve stone, stone. stone tim flowers tim, but,
0: tim flowers is kicking about to be fair but to steve stone and tim flowers you'd be thinking <laughs> fuck it i might not get a game here so let's just get involved in anything any way i can sort of link myself to this tournament let's do it um, so
3: that's what i do dave to back you up dave because you're right that if, not a lot of the big boys wanted to be in it no no, no. They, they didn't, they didn't did, want to be in it at you, all they
2: just thought they could just stand there and that would
0: did, be it did you see the other day um, Baddiel or Skinner I can't remember which uh, tweeted the, 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 the lyrics the handwritten yeah. lyrics the song yeah. and yeah. one of the lyrics was different wasn't it it was about Terry Butcher so I'm an Ipswich fan obviously Terry Butcher played for Ipswich um, and it was about Butcher going to war or something instead of I can't even remember what it was now that we were replaced yeah. but it was, I it was well you know blew my mind to be honest (laughs) it's a bit bit sad that an an ex player didn't get a mention but there we are Um, but it was it was like it was a it was a it was a a, obviously a kind of catchy song but it was also like classic Brit pop
2: yeah I think yeah just yeah people just caught on to it didn't they because obviously it was played it was played at the end of the of the Scotland game yeah and of course everyone was running high off of that and and then that became the feeling for it and then the players have then gone on to say, like Seaman was saying, like, they had it on the bus on the way to the Games. Yeah, Any opportunity, they had it blaring out and it got them in the mood, which I think is pretty unique. I mean, I can't imagine modern players doing that now, specifically with a, a football-based song that's made specifically for the tournament. Most of them have got their sponsored Bose headphones on and they're listening to their own music, mm. which is fair enough. Um, All this but, podcast. Yeah. All this podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, I yeah, think so.
0: Um, do other countries, like, have the same weird kind of... Um, Lewis, I'm probably asking you this. I was actually. going to say, away, will with this, would Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't... Do, do other countries have the same weird, like, relationship with music at tournaments?
3: Well, we always definitely had it with the cup, didn't they? Like, as in the yeah, FA mm. that Cup here. Yeah. And I know that the French were massive on it when they won the World Cup a couple of years, back, or three years back now. Um, And they changed the... There's the Kante song about Messi. And then there's also, I think it's a, like a a French uh, like rap duo that were just like on on the track when they went back and celebrated with the, uh, with the yeah, trophy. Yeah. I don't remember the Portuguese doing it. I think ultimately, I suppose, the English are from a country that like, we have a lot of pop music. And mm. what happens with the Portuguese is our most famous traditional music, which is amazing, Fado, it's all about your feelings and yearning for stuff. Doesn't really lend itself too much to like playing the checks in the quarterfinals. <laughs> so I don't think it sort of has that moment but uh, yeah we get more points <laughs> well they get more points or so the portuguese get more points at eurovision so i don't know who's won out josh to be honest no, but, uh, but, I, but but I, but that it wouldn't be like a like a yeah like a, a yeah popular popular music band doing the same thing
0: yeah although i remember in 2004 i was in portugal and it was nelly Furtado, wasn't it yeah she true, was the, yeah, she was the yeah. sort of song of the tournament. but um yeah okay well let's um i think we, um actually before we move on to talking about stuart pierce which i think we should do um I'm just looking back through my phone and Davy screen grabbed me a message that you'd sent to him about a story
1: that you've got which
0: I have to say <laughs> might anything. Anything. Could, could you might have to you might have to edit
1: this into something um, <laughs> piqued my interest you know what it's probably best to, to go with link it to the Spain team so um, basically at this time I had well I still do have an auntie and uncle that live in Tenerife so they moved from St. Helens to Tenerife and opened a bar over there called Sparky's <laughs> after Mark Hughes. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> uh, big Man United fans, so opened right, this place right, called right. Sparky's. Yeah. So we go over every summer to see them um, uh, in Tenerife and halfway through the holiday, without are meant to be there for two weeks, we get a call saying that my nan has been taken to hospital, really unwell, um, potential brain hemorrhage, so you need to get back. This is... Keep it light, John. Oh, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can look back does and laugh at get, it now.
2: Because it, it, does it, become funny.
1: Listen, it yeah. does get better, I promise you. Um, so, basically, we have to get back to Manchester from Tenerife. And there's no direct flight this day, so we have to fly to mainland Spain. And we fly into Madrid. So, we fly Tenerife to Madrid. So, as we get to Madrid, we're waiting to then book a flight to Manchester. And obviously, pre-internet everything is just basically done as you get to the airport or on the phone or it's, it's fucking mental. I'm like, cause we're rushing away, I'm in a fake goalie kit that I've bought whilst over there, like a proper holiday classic fake kit from when you was a kid. Traveling. One, I think it's some mad Spanish, yeah, yeah, just really hot on a plane, <laughs> 10 years old, dripping. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as we get to the, to the airport in Spain, all the press and stuff are there. And it's actually the Spanish team flying out for Euro 96.
2: Right, right. So as
1: a 10-year-old kid, I'm just like, this is fucking insane. <laughs> um, I've, Every I've, cloud. Yeah, this, this is great. This is amazing. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying my dad, like, look, there's Luis Enrique, there's Nadal, blah, 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 blah. I only knew the big Spanish players at that point. Didn't know any yeah. of the random ones. Yeah. Um, just, through, just through the sticker book. And yeah. we basically managed to get back to Manchester Airport, and as we get to um, the arrivals, we're waiting for our bags, obviously in a bit of a rush to get to the hospital and so on. And it's empty, apart from two blokes who have sat there. It's Mark Hughes and Ryan Giggs on the way back from Wales versus San Marino in San Marino. No! way! Nice. Four Wales trackies, four Wales uh-huh. trackies. So. Me and It's me and my youngest, me and my older sister and my mum and dad were there and I'm just losing my shit as a 10-year-old who's obviously <laughs> dead worried about his nan dying and obviously seeing yeah. Mark Hughes and Ryan Giggs. Yeah. So I'm like, dad, can we go over and speak to them and like say, can we have autographs and stuff? So he's like, yeah, all right. Why are we waiting for these bags? Obviously he needs, he's also waiting to find out how his mum is. Um, and i was like, dad, let's go and do this. So we go over and like, With Big Man United fans, can we have your autograph? Ryan Giggs is dead lovely. He's like, yeah, my sister's part of the Lee Sharp fan club, so she (laughs) is, like, well in with the United crew anyway. Um, So Ryan Giggs gives us the autograph. Mark Hughes is a complete arsehole about it. So my dad just goes, my dad just goes, listen, Nan's about to die, give him a fucking autograph.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Needless
1: to say, Mark Hughes gives the (laughs) autograph the autograph, and yeah, off we go.
2: Yeah, oh.
0: and your man yeah.
1: sadly passed away. Oh. Yeah, but we can look back at it laugh because Yeah, twelve hours later. Yeah, but um, it's
3: what it's what she would have wanted, though. John. Yeah, exactly. Got to meet, <laughs>
1: got to meet the pair of them. Um, yeah, yeah, but Isn't Mark she, is real asshole. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Oh, what was his?
3: Problem? How, the ta- how the tables have turned.
1: But, um, <laughs> 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 Uh, some bonus some bonus content for the Welsh fans there (laughs) (laughs)
0: wow okay Um, right so so, so let's talk about after that Stuart Pearce Um, a man of redemption what what, what a what a guy Uh, and what a moment in the in the quarterfinals against Spain with the penalty and the and the having the bollocks to do it as well and uh, and obviously the the iconic moment afterwards, Um probably for me one of the highlights of the, of the tournament. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's like so enraged. He's also on the brink of crying. Like if you watch the footage, he's like you know fighting yeah. back tears as as absolutely maniac. But yeah, because he in the, in the interviews he's done he's he said like you know. Oh, so you were picked, and he was like, "No, no, no! I wanted to take one. I wanted well, that, that's to do interesting, it." That man, is interesting, massive.
0: But they talk about that. I've I've heard this about the semi-final as well. When obviously we lose to Germany on penalty, there's no plan. It's like no, who no. wants to take a fucking penalty? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a, it's a semi-final like a schoolyard,
2: like isn't it? You're in goal, and wow. you five are going to take penalties. Like it's it's mental that there's no preparation for it. But
0: that, but that, that blows yeah. my mind. That.
3: Well, on that note, not to go like one match ahead, but we don't make a sub in the semi-finals. Yeah. Is that right? So Ven- at make one single substitution afterwards. So I know that, uh, and again, definitely for another whole three-hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mercer's got a theory on special teams goalkeepers taking it. But even if you do look at like Manchester United against Villarreal a couple of weeks back, yeah. eleven subs or having yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But even what you're doing at a tournament is we we'll go back to Alan Shearer not scoring for two years. So do oh. you put a 21-year-old Robbie Fowler in mid mid 20s, Les Ferdinand? Oh. But also, you're definitely getting to a point where you 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 can't. It's maybe it's easy to say now. You can't not look at it and think, surely we'd be looking at who wants to bag six, seven, eight, yeah. and so Pierce definitely taking one. And and it's, it's interesting sometimes hearing like uh, Lineker talk about it. Like that obviously we all wanted him to score, but yeah, like he, he didn't shy away from it. He obviously wanted to do it. And seeing the geezer crying on a football pitch, even now, it's it's quite an extraordinary thing. Yeah, and you know, and luckily he took one. But um, but yeah, just to tie that again into. You know, if you got people on the bench, top finishers like Ferdinand Wright, Wright uh, yeah. oh, didn't make it, but Ferdinand Fowler. Yeah, you know, you think that they. Surely Steve Howie, game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 someone ripped his t-shirt. Yeah. You got
0: me thinking a little bit about
3: it. Surely, yeah. like
0: you know. I, know, I did not know. I didn't realize we didn't make a single. That's that's yeah. mad, wasn't it? It was bloody hot yeah. as well that day. <laughs> that's <a bit> <laughs> Jesus, give him a break. I'm thinking of making a sub for this podcast. It's just warming warm my warming my kitchen at the moment.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and and the semi final, I, I you know I, we mentioned this earlier, but I, for me the semi final was our, our sort of best performance actually. Yeah, I know people talk about Holland, I, I have my own view on that, but I thought the semi final we did play well. I know it was a sort of Germany team that was kind of between generations a little bit, um, and we sort of saw that obviously with what happened to Germany in '98 and 2000. Uh, and but but still, it was a it was a good England performance. We were probably the better team. Probably yeah. should have won it. Scored um,
2: scored really early on. Dream start.
0: Yeah, I was I worried. Me, to be honest, I don't like it. Yeah, l- too much. Oh, yeah. I just exactly. think we, we, we don't don't wind them yeah. up. Like, just play the game yeah. for a bit. Like, score well, in the seventy-eighth minute or so.
2: Yeah, and to rewind slightly Head of the game, and not yeah. to dig out the press again, because Josh, I know your affiliations with the press, but <laughs> like, not anymore. As an ex-journalist or current journalist, Josh or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just Murdoch. Um, they again, like even the players have since come out and said it, where the, the papers were going out of their way to write derogatory things about Germans like there was the oh yeah so yeah you know it's it's awful like you look back at it now and you just think oh my god how's that ever come to be but I guess it's that you know that point in history I guess but where the players were even saying you're doing the worst thing which is you're you're just you're propping the Germans up to do us over here Mm. and um but obviously when they scored early on it was like Okay, this is amazing. This, you know, off the back of the Holland thing as well, but uh, sorry, yeah, off the back of the Holland game previous to Spain, but yeah, yeah, same as you, really. Then this massive sense of unease, just thinking it's only a matter of time before the Germans probably equalise, and then good old Kunz comes in. (laughs) Where
0: where did you all? Where did you all watch the game?
1: I was (laughs) our primary school was due to do a rendition of (laughs) it's called Paradise Island. Uh, a musical, your, in, a musical for your, late like, grandma. Yeah, my dead man. For my dead man. Um, Starring Mark Hughes. Starring Mark Hughes. Mark Hughes, Hughes. Hughes. Um, but we were due to do that on Wednesday <laughs> and Thursday. And the, head, the headmaster, Mr. Friend, called it off. He was like, we can't do it. England are playing. Oh, so I got to watch brilliant. it at home. But oh. I don't know if you remember this. And it's something that's randomly always stuck with me. Paul Young is singing the National Anthem. Yes. the so 80s yeah, pop star. He, he yeah, yeah. has forgot his suit. Yeah, he's forgot <laughs> his suit, so he basically looks like he's got the Liverpool 96 white suit on. He looks horrendous. He completely Fs the, like, he gets the microphone, <laughs> starts, starts singing late, it wrong, starts it? late, the whole crowd take over, and then he's just like, fuck it, I'll just start singing along now <laughs> at this point. It's the worst yeah. start, yeah. apart yeah. from the goal, that England could have got off to. But this is his biggest gig since Live Aid, surely. And he completely fucks it. (laughs) completely fucks it.
3: I I was so sure you were going to say he forgot his suit and Sheringham gave him
2: his... (laughs) It was a size (laughs) half too big, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, that's magic. Yeah, like but, know, yeah the, like the footage of it is really funny, isn't it? Because he, he looks so awkward. And yeah. it's just like he doesn't know what to do. He's look, he's obviously looking <laughs> at like, <laughs> the, the production team that are there. He's got a fucking huge marching band behind him, so he can't hear a fucking thing. And then he just stops <laughs> and then eventually joins in in like the last verse. It's hilarious.
0: That is a weird, weird choice. Do you think he was picked when England got awarded the tournament?
1: Well, did, no, because he doesn't do any other games, I don't think. All right, he just does the semi. Maybe he was just available, or just knew someone was like, "I really want to go. I'll do the anthem." See <laughs> so, so anyway,
2: yeah. see so way anyway, you can get a ticket.
0: Yeah, get a ticket <laughs> I'll get you win, but you got to sing the national anthem. You got to sing the national anthem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there the, the, the were obviously so many like incredible moments in that game. Um, You know, Germany actually should have should have won the game in an uh, extra time with the, the I can't remember was it Muller the headline I can't remember whoever it was it was a perfectly good goal yeah, so got off, the, out. off the
2: corner yeah yeah
0: and then obviously the Anderton fuck, shit score oh, i watched that so many times how the fuck did he hit the post there yeah um, and, and obviously the Gascon incident as well like those, I remember watching that game with my dad and just mainly spending it on the sort of slipping off the sofa onto the floor at these like <laughs> agonising moments so <laughs> it was yeah. so kind of epic but yeah um, yeah, just but why, incredible. Why muscle. has
1: Gazan not got the boots on?
0: Oh, well the longer boots, oh the extra oh, yeah. inch, If he got yeah. bloody, who's he, for that? Sheringham's boots. Yeah. Sheringham, boots. Oh, bloody hell! Fucking well, I think it's relatively well covered,
3: but me and Merce talk about it a lot. That there's that sense from a footballing perspective at the highest level. But obviously, it looks like he's missed, and I know it's again deeply, deeply covered. But he's absolutely sure he says. But when he goes in, <clears throat> that the keeper's got a touch on it, which is why he hesitates. And I only actually found out last week that Shearer was going for an absolute Van Basten, by the way. He's not trying to cross
0: it. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, all wanted,
3: interesting. Uh, and again, a shout out to the MOTD podcast. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, Mick and Richards and, uh, and, and Lineker. Like get him in a corner last week and it's like, I think Lineker says as a joke, you were going for a Van Basten and he stops for a second and goes, yeah, I fucking was actually. Really? So he's actually So, going for it, yeah. so literally
0: so big, everything was against Gaza really, wasn't well, it?
3: Co- well, kind of, because actually if you are in there as, a, as, a, as an elite athlete, if you like, and you're looking at Shearer doing that, you're thinking, we well, he's obviously going to bang it and it could end up in Rosette. But the last thing you expect is to come across, then you see the keeper get close to it in yeah. the six yard line where you think he's going to get a touch and you don't. Yeah. And then you just look like, Well, you know, like you've missed, which I
2: think when you watch it back though, which I know we all have, you find yourself watching it so many times to the point. You're like, how, how has he missed that? Like, it's the point where you're like, it's so, it would be so much easier. And there's, I go through this moment of like almost like a back to the future moment. And you just wish that you could go back and be like, look, this is going to happen in this minute. Just check your run half a second later and you're going to have the easiest happen and you're going to be a legend for all time you know and a golden goal um, dave yeah. golden goal oh, which um and- anderson came out and said didn't yeah. he on the on the um quickly kevin podcast that they planned yeah to just yeah. leg it down the tunnel and not come back out <laughs> seriously as, as a celebration yeah. that was what they were going to do they, they'd all agreed that that's, that's what they were going to do If any, whoever scores everyone just leg it down the tunnel and don't come back out it's the greatest
1: thing that never happened that
3: I know, yeah. isn't it? Oh,
2: <sighs> fuck! Messler loses out. England get possession. Played now to Teddy Sheringham, trying to get Shearer on the far side. Onto the volley! No! Oh!
0: <laughs> Gascoigne went flying in there, and it looked as though it needed. Well, it did need just the merest touch, and suddenly it looked as though England were into the final. All right. Well, f- just finally before we we finish up, um, what what uh, what impact do you think the tournament had um, in this country and beyond? I guess what was the what was the kind of we? I know we like to think about it as a as being a, a, a significant tournament, certainly in England. But what what do you guys think?
2: I think f- for me, I guess it was just you know getting back behind the English and. Uh, a greater interest in international football for me at, at quite a young age but in particular for england where obviously they're shocking not qualifying for the world cup um so there was that kind of belief that england could actually go on to win something and there was this real you had know, sensational players about to come through or starting to break into the england squad but then there was this still kind of um hangover of the old guard that was still doing it and that so as a result they've kind of remained those England legends really um, that's what it would be for me I guess and then of course on another level you've got all the merchandise and kits the kits are just for me they've just not been rivalled
0: yeah they were good kits
2: that era of football kits 90, 92 to, to, to 97 for, for Umbro is the years for me yeah.
0: I think I'm with you on that
2: uh, yeah, I think that like obviously it's a, sorry. Oh, go on, like, there's an
3: age, there's an age, there's an age thing where obviously it, it, it's it's your time. But I do think like better TV coverage, like again, three yeah. lines still gets played. I do think there's a time again where whether it's through contracts or you know money really explodes, and whether it's the Premier League. So it, that's not yeah. that's not like you know the legacy of the tournament, but legacy of football at the time full stop became a very very sexy thing after quite a dark time. Yeah. I think. For yeah,
2: definitely. Football. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the commercial side of football is probably really into its kind of into its mode by then because obviously the premier league was only formed what 3 years before for um, before the 95 96 season so you you know the money's relatively new and particularly merchandising and yeah. and the publicizing the events as well like you said the coverage much much bigger um, showed showed on multiple channels mm. in lots of different ways you also had build up and half-time shows as well which you yeah. didn't have in other tournaments champions um, league's two years
3: old
1: yeah. you know or yeah. three four years and old, changes actually. format again yeah. doesn't yeah. it they soon do. after and, yeah yeah so and all got,
3: those countries sorry just stop let's stop having just a limit of two or three players yeah so we know we see more of them on football italia and we see yeah. more of them in you've the got play. that
2: knowledge haven't you of, mm. um of uh, younger i'd say younger supporters have got a greater knowledge of um other european footballers yeah, um, which you yeah. probably wouldn't
0: have had. Yeah, with FIFA, or... this sort of FIFA generation, they're not the players. Uh, uh, you know, kids familiarising themselves with these yeah. players because they yeah. play with them on FIFA.
1: Road to 98 Eight yeah, World
0: Cup. International superstar
1: stuff. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah.
1: And it's the year before La Tournoi, which is the best <laughs> yeah, championship, yeah, all time. The, the
2: big Tune one. in next week <laughs> <laughs>
0: for part one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a there's a
2: great sticker album as well. Uh, album as well. Yeah. Right, so so I bought so I bought hold on so I bought ten unopened packs. Another fantastic eBay purchase, and I swore that I would never ever open oh, them. Right, hello.
0: hello. But here, here we go.
2: But, but 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 I got them out just to kind of show well gloat that I've got them. And yeah. I'm devastated to find that I think due to the heat in um, in our office that they've one of them has actually started to open. Uh, so oh, like so you'll have to open it live on our So out. just 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 so, open them all. So no, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not okay. doing it. <laughs> yeah, come on. So first up, yeah, Ma- Massimo Cripper.
0: Yeah. Don't recall him. Never, Never heard, heard of him. Not a clue. Him? No, no, no. Go on, Massimo Got
2: German next.
0: <laughs> Go on, Stefan Reuter. Uh, yeah, I mean, good player, very good player. Is that his dad or is that the actual player? <laughs> <laughs> uh, incredible
2: Barnett, yeah. Okay, we've got England player next. Do you me. want to guess it? Nick Barnby. Go- no. Howard. Steve Howie. Howie. No. <laughs> it's I'm Steve, I'm, Howie. Steve Howie. No, it's not Stephen Howie. Teddy no. Sheringham's boots. <laughs> David Platt. Oh, oh Platty. Platt.
0: God, I forgot. I never, never, never
2: squad. I never, never agreed the fact that he. he he was a starter. Unbelievable at penalties, oh, though. Semi-final, though. Yeah, good yeah. penalties. Yeah. So good. Got, an, got another fucking German. Go on. Marcus wow. Babbel. Wow. Liverpool wow. legend. He must yeah. have been relatively young then. So yeah. this is one for. This is. I said the not I, John? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, David. <no.
3: laughs>
2: so we'll, we'll cut that a bit out. <laughs> fucking won't. <laughs> Jim Leighton, big Jim Leighton. Oh, in That's research for looking. this,
1: in research wow. for this podcast, I watched um, yeah, a fantasy football you. episode. Oh. Yeah, and <laughs> Frank Skinner says that is like Jim Layton in that photo looks like if Stuart Pearce did heroin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just hold that up again David, would you and he's got jizz on his eyebrows as well
0: <laughs> bless Jim bless
2: Yeah, Jim after, 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 after watching that Fergie oh, documentary I feel really sorry for him yeah. brutal really yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and the last work. one Great. right the
2: last one yeah I couldn't end it couldn't have ended better for, uh, for the podcast <laughs> it's not it's not Steve Harry, okay. but it is Teddy Sheringham. Ah, oh, shit. it's not bad. How is it? Hey, it's not bad. It's not bad. Look at it's not that. bad. Yeah, extraordinary. It brilliant. does make it does make me want to open up more packs. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Maybe the next, be round next podcast, half an hour, Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good. good stuff. Well, that's, that seems like a, a good way to end, um, chaps. Thank you so much for reminiscing uh, with us for the last however long it was. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm off to watch a few uh, YouTube clips of. Uh, Gaza scoring in Teddy Sheringham's boots that has absolutely blown my mind so anyway boys thank you so much for that it's been an absolute joy um, travel, thank you. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us guys been nice yeah, lots of love Lovely. cheers cheers fellas thanks a lot
2: Bye-bye.